This episode of the Tales Behind the Talent is sponsored by Avine Language Services. If you need proofreading of English texts, translations between Swedish, English and Finnish, or private teaching in Swedish and English, please do not hesitate to contact avineservices at gmail.com. Hello, dear listener. Uh, welcome to the first actual interview episode of the Tales Behind the Talent. And um, my first guest is here, and uh, I'm gonna let the man introduce himself. Uh, Julius, how's it going? Hello, thanks for having me here. It's going pretty well. Uh, I I think I should introduce myself as you said. So yeah. I'm Julius Vetamajärvi, uh, born in Oulu, raised in Tyrnävä, and current location is Rovaniemi, Finland. Have been uh, like for past seven years, and I'm the vocalist of the band called I Am Your God. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Um. Let's get down to business, as they say, and we'll start with your early years. So, how did you get introduced to music in your childhood? Mm, yeah, I I remember since as long as I can remember anything, I remember that I I have been feeling uh, powerful emotions because of music. I think in in my like. I've been six or seven years old. I ran into the Rasmus and Linkin Park and that kind of stuff. I didn't play any instrument back then. I just listened to Bombak MCs, that kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And my father is a rock guy, so he introduced me to ACDC and stuff like that. Then I, uh, my parents moved to Turnava, big city near all Finland, and then, then I actually met met my one of the dearest friends still nowadays Ukri Suvilehto who introduced me uh, like heavy heavy metal music and that yeah. kind of stuff and that that really felt better than anything else before so uh, I was kind of restless soul as kid oh maybe restless body yeah <laughs> would would be better uh, I I was smashing and drumming every tables and my legs all the time and I think my parents and grandparents and every fucking other parents got so annoyed with my <laughs> drumming. So so my father decided that okay, we we got to get a drum kit to to my son. And then I got I was nine or ten years nine years old. It was summer between third and fourth grade in elementary school when I got my first drum kit, and it kind of lightened the spark. It was really, really amazing to have own instrument and start some little bands, like yeah. projects, playing covers and stuff like that. And I was, I was really playing alone in my rehearsal room, like five hours a day. I played so much that my mother was really concerned about yeah. what the fuck is happening. Your mental health. Yeah, <laughs> drumming and drumming is and drumming. Is this kid okay or? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it was uh, like rock uh, and. It was quite heavy from early on. It it wasn't like children's songs and uh, all that kind of. No, I think, like I mentioned, the Rasmus and stuff. But also, my mother always listened to Juha Tapia and that kind of yeah. Finnish pop gospel music. I don't know what what the, what's yeah. the genre, but uh, those those songs always always also gave me some kind of emotions and like every kind of melodies, no matter if they're rough or heavy or beautiful and popish they always gave me emotions yeah. but i just at those days i didn't know how to like deal with them how yeah. to so there was kind of a physical output for you after you started playing drums yeah so that you could channel the energy from the music and uh, the feelings from the music to, to drumming and yes yes that's how it went and 
like it it was not always the like I mentioned I I was drumming the tables and my legs and everything but always when I was walking as a kid I kind of uh, had some pattern in my head with with the rhythm stuff and yeah. that kind of, it it was really really strange but I really liked it in some way yeah and definitely the, yeah the drum as you say the drums was kind of the output to those feelings and so yeah. was it around the time that you got your first drum kit that you started to think that think that music would be something you would like to do in the future uh, as a hobby or as a job yeah at, at the hobby level at least for yeah. sure it kind of and and I was kind of getting pretty good when when you think that I was nine or ten years old I kind of I was li- really fast learner and of course my friend Ukri like was teaching me yeah to play a good drums. teacher <laughs> yes he was even back then so yeah then I think if we got go a few years further I kind of I got to take some band band action and that kind of uh it didn't kill the spark but it, it it didn't feel so good to play drums alone after that i kind yeah. of loved the band band action and band hobby and then when when the band stuff kind of uh stopped i didn't feel so good to play drums alone anymore and yeah. i started to there's a certain dynamic after after getting getting the other other people in a band with you in yeah. the music like drumming is of course cool and uh, and you can get a lot out of it but the dynamics of a band is is always a different thing hell yeah and i 100% i understand people who still plays their instrument 10 hours per day that's nothing away from them but it just wasn't kind of my the thing yeah it wasn't the yeah. the best thing for me apparently so but uh then then i kind of started to learn out that uh, I, I am. I have ability to sing some way. Even I was like, I think I was seventh grade or eighth grade when I was so around yeah, 13. 13, 14 years old. Yeah. I was uh, cycling around the woods. We live, lived in, in there, in the Turneva, still in those days. So I was uh, jogging or cycling around there and singing alone. But I I couldn't think that ever think that I could sing, that some other people could hear me sing because I it was just getting into it and learning myself and learning the learning styles and stuff. So it wasn't even really a hobby. Then it was just killing time and singing. Yeah, I think that's that. always the start. Like someone starts to sing in the shower or someone <laughs> st- starts to sing while biking or something to it's kind of a way to pass time yeah in, in a way but at the same time it's a it's a um it's the first thing to do when you're starting to learn something and uh this is a question the next question that i have that i'm gonna ask everyone who was who's gonna be the guest in this podcast because it, it's really interesting uh, so for you, uh, did you start? You decided to start playing music, and it was no one else, because I would imagine that for some people it would be the parents that would like push the kids towards like playing guitar or singing in a choir or or such. So for you, it was like you wanted to play drums. Yeah, definitely. I think it's kind of the the both because my father and uncle both are uh long-term drummers yeah so to speak they have been playing drums from from 80s until these days so i kind of saw that this is the path i want to take i want to also grow up with music and always everybody else in our family listens a lot of music and my my older brother he's two years older than me he started to listen like rock music and 
heavy music more active before me and of course okay. i i yeah. wanted to be like him <laughs> yeah of course it, <laughs> that's it's always the older sibling yeah a cliche but syndrome yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah. yeah i i was the one who wa- wanted to start playing the drums and i was crying that i want a drum kit i want to be a drummer and yeah one day at one day at the summer my dad called that you're gonna get a drum kit tomorrow and i was like hells to the yeah okay yeah <laughs> so were you always excited about music or was there a break in the enthusiasm like in the teenage years but you just said that uh, you were starting to sing around 13 14 so you, that's the i think that's the trouble age for the teenage years yeah yeah actually those years in uh, like around 13 to 15 i didn't play that much because there was no band action and uh i i never played like i said earlier i never played like five hours a day in th- those times uh, so it was a bit of lack of enthusiasm but then in in high school actually we had this um, singing tests or something like that which every everybody has in in the first year of high school and i at that time i knew that i can sing but i didn't tell it to anybody yeah. but i of course had to do the sing te- singing test and my uh, my music teacher elena uh, got really enthusiastic about my singing and uh, not that year but the second year of the high school she forced me to sing <laughs> on those music uh, music lessons and and i i kind of grew up into it okay and i got a lot gained a lot of courage with the singing stuff and it it really was it was never about metal singing i always sang like some finnish pop music with the high school band something like yes <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> or, or or something like that hello helsinki type of stuff of so course, so yeah. yeah there was no there was not wasn't a lot of metal yeah and if there's like international listeners here who think that okay it's finland they definitely gonna gonna sing uh metal from the seventh year on in school it's not the case <laughs> it's a uh, it's i think it's dependent on the music educator the music teacher but i don't think that many of them uh, are like encouraging people to listen to metal they are of course they are encouraging people to listen to the genre that they want to but i don't think that they are including metal from the early days on yeah so it's always like general pop and i think one of the reasons is always that that they are familiar songs so it's easier to sing yeah start singing it's uh, the the actual uh it's not as hard for people to start singing when they know the lyrics yeah yeah Yeah. so uh from you mentioned uh, that you didn't have band activity and then then you kind of had a lack of enthusiasm so here we are gonna get a segue to your band activity and uh, segue is an interesting word because in Finnish it's Arsinsilta which means a donkey's br- bridge which oh, yeah. uh, doesn't make any sense but we're gonna have a donkey's bridge to band activity so uh, actually there was one more okay uh, of course i i don't know what's the word virstan pylväs in english like yeah um maybe checkpoint would would go pretty well in yeah, this checkpoint cornerstone yeah kind of i don't i don't know yeah i should I, know but I, know. i was 15 or 16 years old when my brother uh he went to the almighty kempelen lukio and he uh. ran into a couple of guys who liked rock and roll and And uh, they decided to form a band, uh, Deep Purple cover band, and they asked me to join as a drummer. So that was really nice couple of years. That kind of bring back the enthusiasm for me, uh, uh, drumming-wise. We threw like maybe 10 gigs around near all areas. 
small small venues, yeah. buses and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we we had regular rehearsals and we really really enjoyed. But everybody else was a couple of years older than me. So when I I finished my first high school year, they all were, they all kind of moved away chasing their dreams or studies or military services or shit like that they just moved away and the band died yeah and after after that i think i only played with the high school band we had a really really nice group that we played it kind of changed who played which instrument i some sometimes i played drums and sometimes i i sang and played acoustic guitar yeah in high school i i first time grabbed the acoustic guitar and started to like uh, type those campfire chords and sing along with them so that helped me a lot with the singing stuff yeah of course and that combined with my teacher forcing me to sing uh, in front of few hundred people at the high school yeah. that kind of made the made the flame for me singing was and then then actually when i went to military service and had couple of years studying then i think what that was the the biggest gap that i didn't didn't really play any instrument or even sing uh of course i sang in like drunken karaoke stuff and like when i was driving alone yeah i i already had moved to rovaniemi so i i like to drive that uh, old rovaniemi roads a lot so i i sang along yeah <laughs> and so like, did you move to rovaniemi because of work or studies or work and then studies later okay. okay yeah so so yeah there was like i think four years that i didn't play any instrument okay. my drum kit was gaining some uh like dust <laughs> <laughs> gathering <laughs> dust for sure dust yeah. and and like uh feeling value in my ah, okay. in my uh, parents yeah. parents but, but yeah then i think it was 2017 when when i got this feeling that i really want to form a band that i don't want to waste my uh, waste my energy and waste this spark for music that i felt inside me and then i kind of Uh, thought about forming a band for a couple of months. I I lived with my ex-roommate Ville. We used to play a lot of like we both like to mm. play campfire chords and sing yeah. along. So we had this kind of party trick that we played two guitars, two men singing some Finnish beautiful pop songs in yeah. in parties and having fun. It was really really nice. It kind of encouraged me more to the singing singing path and yeah. and. It was really, really beginning of 2018. It was one, one silly night playing video games at my one of my friends, and I just got the kick to my ass from somewhere that okay, now I'm gonna do it. Okay, and yeah. I grabbed my phone, sent messages to our guitar gods Jonas and Matti that I want to, I want to form a band that I wanna be singing in would you join yeah. <laughs> they were like what are you gonna what what are we gonna play you said fuck yeah i'm in matti said hey man wait for a couple of days i'm working trip in somewhere okay in yeah. finland so i'm gonna think about it <laughs> yeah so yeah. i i told her let's play some manta rock let's rock music old rock music from tampere juice and popeda and eppo normally and stuff like that and yeah. of really course, classic stuff yeah really classic finnish stuff and also I mentioned, I think Red Hot Chili Peppers and something like that. The cover cover shit. I think most of the bands start that way. So yeah. we also did, and then we waited a few days for Matti. But but at at meantime, Jonas and I already went to sign our names to a rehearsal place, rent oh, okay. paper, and then when Matti came back, I t- I told him that we got rehearsal place. You have to come. He was like, Yeah, I can try. And rest it rest is history. Was it easy to find a place in Rovaniemi to rehearse? We were so lucky because there is there really is no isn't too much 
rehearsal place or like anything or or even activity on that side so i think we kind of just had the right time there was one one room available okay so we we got it, it. was meant to be yes and we still have the same same room same lovely room yeah so this was uh four years ago around uh three years ago three years ago in yeah. 2018 or yeah 2018 i think uh february when we okay when we got the rehearsal place and started playing and at least uh, i mean at the beginning our guitarist jonas played drums because i wanted to sing and matti played guitar and jonas now knew that he want to play guitar but we didn't have a drummer yet so okay. we had trio <laughs> rehearsals and that was horrible nothing away from jonas but he doesn't belong behind the drum kit yeah <laughs> okay he's a showman he has to be in the front of the stage yeah and uh, i think it's pretty hard to play without uh, like a good drummer yeah it's it's important to have the tempos and everything yeah and of course of course and it was clear that jonas is going to play guitar because he he has been playing guitar since he was a kid but he just said that well if we got if we don't have any guitarists I can so try did it. you have any gigs as as the Manzerok group thank god no okay <laughs> so it was it was kind of a your, no, we, own, your own thing in the rehearsal yeah and we actually we didn't play a single fucking note from Yuisa Leskin and it, we we like when the three of us were at the rehearsal place we right away knew that okay we're gonna try to hit some stone sore and something like that like a bit, bit more heavy but I didn't know how to I just sing clean vocals yeah and Matti has started had started to make some noise with his throat so when we first started to play some bullet for my valentine covers he always screamed when we uh, okay screaming parts and stuff like that when did it start for you uh, actually we had the uh well i take a little back uh when we was a trio we had like two or three rehearsals and then our bassist jonas joined the band and like one or two rehearsals after that Atte, the drummer, yeah. joined the band, and after that we we played those like more more even more heavy stuff, and we got like seven or eight songs really fast, the cover songs ready. But uh, I I didn't really I didn't really know that I am even able to ha- have those screams. I I checked out a couple of YouTube <laughs> videos about how to scream or those might be good for somebody but i didn't i didn't got it i didn't get it i, yeah, I don't know for me i've been practicing like for two years now and yeah i think that i i really need a like a licensed teacher for that <laughs> been starting it's starting to affect the voice if you if you do it wrong for too yeah. long yeah that's for sure but i think we had we had been the five of us for over a year when when i kind of found my voice okay it was uh, april april 2019 so i'm i'm kind of i i woke up really late to this kind of stuff because i i just really didn't know that i'm able to do it okay so it it came i think that's the case for for more than just you you just one day you can find it. I've I've been heard, hearing stories about it, like someone's trying and trying and trying, and then they find the r- real technique technique for that, and then it starts to develop. Yeah, yeah. I really, I have to say that I really was working my ass off to get that voice, get those techniques in shape, but it it was really difficult, really difficult, and really devastating that I just can do it but and we also we wrote a few songs for i am your god and our name was i am your god before i had this <laughs> screaming was so it's it's kind of fun i i'm really happy that we didn't release anything back then we have been on on these days having like drunken nights and listening old demos and we have been like oh fuck 
So around what time was that? 2018. 2018, like from the from that summer to the spring of 2019, we wrote few songs. the The pack was starting to be ready, but it just missed my vocals. Okay. It, we had those. Matti was writing those badass riffs, even then. And for example, the song called Betrayal. We had we had a demo from it with clean vocals and it sounded pretty shitty. Is it somewhere safe or is it already I deleted? Hope fucking not. <laughs> Archived. It's never gonna be in public. Okay. <laughs> I can promise you. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, was it around 2019 spring or when you uh, when you started to uh, include? growls or screams yeah yeah we actually betrayal was the song that made made me find find my voice i was driving once again from all to turnava big city to my parents house and i was banging the demo of betrayal with those shit ass vocals and uh, i was trying to scream yeah and i i heard some good vibes during that and when the song ended i just started to scream in fucking nighttime uh in in really really dark dark road driving my car and started to yell without any music i started to scream and i it just happened like this yeah that kind of the hard work paid off suddenly and immediately i sent matti a message that I know how to scream now. Okay. <laughs> we are we're gonna have a, a recording sessions next next week, so I can show you. And I just got my got to my parents' house, and he said, "Well, can you can you send me voice message message and show how you're gonna do it?" I was like, "No, my dog is sleeping already, yeah. so I I can do that." And like two days after that, I I went to Rovaniemi and we started to record new vocals for betrayal and like Matti looked like I I would punch him to a face. He was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. I told that I, I told you that I can scream now. He was like, well, I didn't know that you can scream that way now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and yeah, then it, it kind of gave us so much energy. We started to write many new songs. I think in those times gave came up really fast after that, after that those those happenings and it kind yeah. of started to roll we our band kind of uh we we got some really big flame around us and inside yeah, us we quite started quick. to work but before oh. we go into how quick that was uh did you did, was betrayal for your first single yes yeah. it was our first single and it was published in in october 2019 and we we didn't know anything about when should we release it. Like, we we have had really no idea. We didn't have any social media. We we did that so unprofessional style. But I think that kind of gave us uh, some uh, surprise feeling and momentum because it was like Saturday morning, nine nine a.m when we released the song and 10 a.m. we set up our social media that hello we got new band let's yeah. let's check it out and uh nobody in the band is uh, is uh not really active social media wise so it was kind of surprising to people that even that okay though those people are people are updating their social media accounts and what the fuck they have a band what <laughs> the fuck is this what the fuck yeah. so we got tons of messages well not tons but like tens of yeah. messages that uh, dudes what the fuck is this and like right away we knew that okay this is gonna be a good fucking thing no no because yeah. we, we were so so proud of the song and we were so uh enthusiastic about getting the first release for example, I I haven't released anything ever before that, and right away we got nice kick. With yeah, the song. you. Uh, you definitely have had quick. I just had a, a spontaneous nonine 
which is uh, the <laughs> most common and most versatile saying in the Finnish language. Yeah. But um, I, uh, for those that don't know, uh, that's that's uh, less than two years ago, but it was uh, in 2020 when you got signed with Out of Line Music in Germany. Yes. And before that you have published uh, two or three singles. Mm, we just had published, uh, released our fourth single, Flowers on Your Grave, like yeah. at the beginning of March 2020. And like week after that date, COVID-19, shitstorm came up and closed everything and like stopped our journey for a while. We We spent like two weeks at the rehearsal place playing and banging our heads and thinking about what are we gonna do now when the we get mm-hmm. nice hype around the band competitions and stuff and then uh then out of line music contacted us and we started to it was i think it was like ending of march so it took only for real a couple of weeks in the misery and then we yeah. got to uh Got the first step to the record deal, and yeah, yeah. So, did you have the record record uh, ready at the time? Almost. We had like, I think we had eight songs back then, and first riffs of nine song, and and when when we signed the deal, uh, it was, I think we signed it in June. Uh, the label said that. Uh, they they want one more song, and we already had had one more. It was the ballad song for yeah. me. We had had like the chorus for it, but we just didn't do anything about it yet because we didn't know that if if we need one more song and if we need, we we decided that if we need one more song to the album, we might do that because yeah. the chorus sounded so. It's promising. a kind of a gimmick, but at the same time, there are people that really. Are craving for a ballad in a in a heavy album. Yeah, and I think it's it's those people that, for me, it's I always shuffle when I listen to uh, bands or or playlists, and it's uh, it's usually just like a, it might be a heavier song from another band and then then a folky song from another band and uh, then the, then I know people who only listen to albums. And it's increasing now that vinyls are coming back, that people are listening to albums from back to forth, back front to back, back to front. So, so it's 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 a good to have like a ballads for variation there. Yeah, and I think that was that was the thing for the record label also that they wanted another another song. Yeah, there, yeah, that might. You get you got to decide what it was after all. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't like request for a ballot. Yeah, and they didn't say anything about practically anything about our music. Yeah. They they didn't like tell anything that to change anything or like develop a song more or anything. They they were really happy. And yeah, well, We were also really happy with the record, so yeah. it's it's pretty nice that they they were on the same page with us, so to speak. So when you got the deal, uh, some of your uh, singles got remastered, right, or yeah. remixed, remix and everything. We kind of uh, because we had released those four singles, our guitarist Matti mixed and mastered them, yeah. and we we had planned in any case before we knew anything about this record label thing we had decided that we want to remix and master the album with those with those pre-released singles because we wanted to yeah. the album sound as a whole and we we didn't want to have like any any lower quality and higher like like that kind of uh, problems with the stable yeah stableness so yeah that that was already decided but For sure, we we didn't have names like Tony Lindgren or Ricardo Borges up on our minds before the record label. They told told us that we have chance now to get our songs mixed to 
the Fascination Street Studios. So yeah. we were like, let's fucking go. So uh, about resurrection, um, there was kind of a huge welcome to it. I think internationally. Uh, did you think that think that it would be that good of a welcome to the album? Or well, yes and no because we kind of we noticed since the welcome of the singles was so good yeah. we thought that well if if people like the singles why would they hate the album but of course we didn't expect that we will get this much streams and this good welcome from the from the uh professional Public. people yeah. also uh, and medias so yeah i think there's like people are comparing you guys to uh, children bottom yeah and uh like a like a love child of children bottom and in flames or <laughs> what was what and bullet for my valentine yeah, yeah yeah always the same band same band names yeah in the but those are affected your uh your music but uh i think you still have your own kind of tone there or own kind of sound it's it if i hear i am your god i i know it's i'm your god it's 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 not like okay is this in flames is, is this yeah you know bottom and i think that's a really good thing and uh, uh a little bit earlier we talked about the remixing and remastering and i think that uh, it was well done before it, it sounded good And uh, I actually heard a couple of your songs, and then uh, we talked about your gigs in the beginning of 2020, before COVID. And I think that you played like three or four gigs in Oulu, in my hometown, um, before COVID. So yeah. I really got the chance to like have a crash course on your band before, before actually. Uh, interviewing you in my radio radio program during yeah. the spring and um but i really have to say that after the remixing they sounded like really good it's it the the guy his name is uh do you remember his name ricardo ricardo from fascination street yeah. yeah he he made an excellent job with those and uh it kind of uh took it to another level level Yeah. And uh, there was he kind of got sounds that already sounded really good, and he made them sound amazing. Agreed. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that I, was I, really I. I'm never gonna uh, forget the moment when I was uh, when I heard the flowers on your grave raw mix for the first time from Ricardo. That was the first song we sent to him that we can compare it to the one that we have had already released so we were all really fucking hyped up yeah we knew that this is gonna be a blaster and and uh, yeah there was because matti is that kind of guy that even though we like we we're making new demos he always want to mix them the de even the demos to sound as good as possible so so we had like we could have that kind of problem that our our ears can get used to a certain sound yeah. and certain mix when you listen the song over and over again and again uh, but think... but after ricardo mixed it there was no no such thing that oh my ears used to the older version of this song it was like hell fucking yeah i think that there's like there's a problem with mixing and mastering your own songs because you're so used to it it's 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 the same as uh, editing your own texts. I, I, in comparison, I'm a language teacher and I do language editing, and uh, I read, I proofread other people's texts, and I'm like, okay, there's some there's an issue there, and I'm gonna work around it. But if I'm doing it to my own text, I just can't do it. Yeah. And uh, I used to do like really shit shitty uh, EDM music as a kind of a form of a form form of therapy with FL Studio and I posted them on YouTube without mixing or mastering them. And uh I, I tried to, but 
whatever I did, it just sounded worse <laughs> than the original. But I think it's it's really good to have the outside ear to your mu music, and I think that's something that you're gonna have in the future with your f uh, future releases. Yeah, yeah, might be. Now we, for example, our next single we we have been listening the first demo of it for a few months. Yeah. Now we recorded it again with better equipment, and now we're gonna send it to be mixed. I'm not gonna tell you where because I don't know yet. Okay. But uh, we're still having the conversations, and the handshake handshakes are still missing. But uh, I think, well, I think it's gonna be really good, even though we might might have get used to the first yeah. because we, of course, we trusted the professional people who we're gonna work with. But, yeah. So new songs are in the making. So that's that's a good that's good news. Yes, for the fans. Yeah, we have been writing songs like <clears throat> we we had a little break of songwriting like in uh, December, January. We just took a little air, and but before that, like straight after the album was out, we started to think about new material, and we we wrote really good songs then. But we want to take a little bit, a little break, so we don't. Kind of refreshing the yeah. systems, <laughs> but so, but there's still there is still everything is kind of going on with the COVID situation. It's not like uh, it's not it doesn't make sense to uh, rush with the second album now and release it like yeah. as soon as possible. We want to do it like step by step. We decided the first single and we're gonna release it. I think June. May, May or June, depends on music video situations and stuff. Okay, but uh, we we just wanted to decide only one song because we can play some time and treat our fans and yeah. ourselves. Yeah, of and uh, I think it's it the times are so unstable because I think in Finland, like before Christmas, they said that they're gonna have the vaccines uh, done. Uh, at the end of this month, I think for for people with the the the, the risk conditions, but uh, because there's been a shortage of vaccines in Europe, uh, it's gonna take until summer or even after that. But I was gonna ask you anyways. We have no idea when you're gonna be able to, but have you been planning on doing like? more and bigger shows after covid uh, well we have been planning to make any fucking shows after yeah. covid led us to but we we don't have anything we're currently uh, of course we we w would like to get some uh, booking agency and uh, that that would make things easier after the covid of course it doesn't yeah. help that much even these times because it's really Getting gigs in it's never easy. It's not easy, even though there was no COVID. Yeah. But COVID doesn't make it any easier with anything. But we're we are working on getting getting things to the next level, so yeah. to speak. So have you been? You don't have to say any names, but have you been discussing about agencies, or or has it been like? It, you're you're hoping for people to contact you or there has been some conversations okay let's okay. let's say that <laughs> good to know so uh, of course is it your dream uh, the situation is is difficult but uh, people are different and of course when you're a musician some people like to tour some people like to do more albums and uh, like that but would you like to tour? Europe, UK, world, at some point, or, or is it is it a dream, or is it more like, a, like you would like to focus on the album making and stuff? We love to play live, and we definitely want to tour and throw gigs, and we we all we have already played in, in northern Finland, but that's it. Yeah. So so we are really, really hungry to, show our like live energy and 
ability to create good emotions for the audience at live sessions. Yeah. We really, really are begging to do that as soon as possible. And and of course, we love making new music and new albums, but we have been laughing with the guys that think about the situation that COVID-19 is going to control the world for five years from from now. And we have, we have released like three or four albums without playing a fucking gig. Yeah, and so. then you go and you have to... You have an hour or 45 minutes to play and you have to <laughs> like decide, okay, we have never played this live. We have never played this yeah. album live, yeah. anything. Yeah, and we have three albums and which songs are we going to play? <laughs> yeah, but we still we still are working and kind of keeping our live, uh, live feeling and live chemistry up all the time. We have every, every single week we have rehearsals and yeah, we're working that's, on that's it. That's really good. We have... We have been taking a couple of new songs to our live set yeah. already, so it has been it has gave, been giving really much uh, new new and fresh energy that we are playing the new songs, even though we know that okay, we don't know can we play this live like in one year or yeah. half a year or anything like that. But still, playing those new songs with the group is amazing. Yeah. Have you have you been thinking about live streams before? If I let you answer, I'm just gonna say that uh, if if listeners are thinking of, thinking about the fact that why is there not more live streams for smaller or mediocre, not mediocre like middle sized bands? It's it's uh it's very expensive to do. You have to hire the people to do it. You have to rent the equipment for that. And uh, actually, my one of my uh, silent suggestions after the industry event industry in Finland has been taken down by the government, or basically saying that you cannot perform, is that why isn't there a government support for live streams? Because that would benefit both bands and the event workers. Like if there was a government support for live streams, and that would be uh, because people are. Um, really, uh, they listen to the live streams. They are watching the live streams, and uh, music is a form of th- uh, therapy. At least metal music is for a form of therapy for so many that I think it it would be something that could be encouraged. But of course, there's the fact that uh, you can't have six or more people in the same place at the moment. So that's gonna be something. But have you been? Uh, as I am your God, have you been thinking about live streams? If it was financially and uh, practically possible, yes, yes, I think we would do live stream if we got uh, professional quality for the camera working, uh, camera working, and uh, professional uh, outcome outcome for the like audio side. Yeah. So those both have to have to cross each each other that we we can like think about it because we have well we have been throwing a couple of live live stream gigs uh in those kind of uh Rovaniemen kaupunki for example had this kirjasto rocki tapahtuma but it was like many many bands and it was like the city of Rovaniemi yeah. uh, handled the handled the uh, whole event so i think if we would do live stream it should be done with like bigger uh, production yeah so that you wouldn't kind of uh lose a lot in the situation and yes uh, yes and it would be it would have to meet certain requirements yeah yeah that's but the way but there, yeah, if if we get possibility to do that, we we will rise on the stage. Yeah. But uh, let's summarize the next steps for you before, because we are, I think we are heading towards the end of the podcast. So the next steps for you, and you can correct me if I if I'm wrong, is that you are currently producing new songs, and there's gonna be a single hopefully in the 
end of uh, spring slash summer section and uh, you're hoping to play shows when it's safe and possible but what else could would you like to say to the listeners at the moment uh this is a hard one i don't want to say the cliche things here uh let's not get frustrated it's impossible let's not get too frustrated about the situation and let's hope for the better tomorrow and uh, to everybody listening as we talked with muksu here earlier i found my own voice for uh, screaming wise in 2019 so i was 24 25 years old something like that and and that's the thing that has uh, if you want to take it in nice and like uh, artsy way, it's kind of changed my life because yeah. I, I have been growing and getting so much after I found my own voice and now I'm able to follow my own dream. So never give up. Yeah. I say the cliche, sorry. Yeah. So basically <laughs> for you, it's uh, uh, it started in 2019, but you've been... Uh, of course rehearsing all the time and I think that having the weekly rehearsals with the band is something that is keeping the progress alive for that even though you are not available sorry able to uh, actually do that in live yeah but in the meantime uh, uh, while waiting for my listeners for seeing you live they can listen to your album they can buy your merch you have do you still have the shirts mm, a couple of shirts at least with the old logo and i think there's a couple of shirts with the new logo and we are gonna of course at some point make more yeah but yeah you can slide some direct message at yeah. instagram if you want to buy some merch and yeah so stuff. follow the band on social media and Listen, listen to them in the streaming platform of your choice and share their music with your friends so that uh, when they are able to actually uh, perform and see the world, they have as big as an audience as possible. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our two beautiful music videos that we have yeah. done with Julius Erkkonen. He's a machine. Yeah, those are on YouTube yes so uh i think we are uh at the end of the road with this podcast but i would really like to thank you for being able to come come here and uh discuss your your tales behind the talent and um uh until next time i i would like to say bye bye everybody